0: Everybody, what's up? Welcome in to Best on the Board here at The Athletic Michael Beller and Andrew DeWitt here with you as we take a look ahead to week six. Week five not over. Of course, we still got Ravens and Colts later tonight, but we're gonna take a look ahead to the week six early lines, as we do every single Monday. DeWitt, how you doing today, my friend? Doing awesome. <laughs> yeah, doing awesome. Feeling good? <laughs> That, that late night game had me up a little bit late last night. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, that certainly hit all of us uh, east of the Mississippi a little bit harder this morning uh, with that late finish to, uh, I mean, Bills. Damn, Buffalo Bills getting it going and what was uh, – capping off what was a, a really fun Sunday, I think in my estimation – the most fun Sunday of the season that we've had to date. Let's take a look back at uh, how we did a week ago DeWitt, it one and one for both of us. You uh, were on the Cowboys Giants over that was at 51 and a half when we talked one week ago. Ended up going a little bit higher than that and still went over uh, even with all the injuries the Giants suffered. Panthers however, bit. Yeah, you had them minus three and a half against the Eagles. That one did not come through. I also won on the Cowboys. I had them line there. That was a seven point favorite that the Cowboys were. They took care of business pretty comfortably. I was buying an Arizona San Francisco Go over that one. However, was never really even in play. Pretty much halfway through the first quarter, that over was dead. So one and one for both of us last week. You were sitting at a very nice looking six and two on the season. I am at four and four. Now we're ready to talk week six. Now that we've set that stage, so this is the first week with buys. We got four teams going on buys. So just fourteen games to choose from on this week's slate. Get us going with your first pick here. What do you got for us here?
1: I'm going to take the Texans. Plus 10 at the Colts. Um, this line started at opened at 10 and a half. I grabbed it last night at 10 and a half this morning. I noticed it's gone down to 10. I'm not really surprised by that. A um, couple of things, a couple of di- different factors I'm looking at in this game. One, the Colts play tonight. We don't know what's going to happen in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're not going to get less injuries by playing a football game. I can tell you that much. Um, so that's another thing. The Texans had a really good game yesterday against the Patriots. And I'll say this, when I look at that team, those players are really starting to believe in David Culley as their coach. And for all of the things that were going around that team in the preseason, all of the Deshaun Watson issues, the injury to Tyrod Taylor, like everything that's been going on with this team, like they're showing up to play every single week. We saw that yesterday against the Patriots. Um, you know, the Patriots came back and scored 10 points in the fourth quarter to win that game yesterday. But the, the Texans easily covered. They had to the cover, you know, they were ahead of that spread the whole game yesterday. And if you were, if you were on the Texans last week or yesterday, you really – didn't sweat that game too much um you know and davis mills you know third start 21 for 29 300 yards two touchdowns and i noticed like they're being aggressive on fourth down they went three for three against the patriots yesterday so they're they're playing to win i think the players are responding to the coaching staff for whatever drama is going around that team and you know the colts they're still banged up on the offensive line and that's a big red flag to me and i just i just see the texans as a, a 10 point favorite is a big number to me i think this should be closer to you know, nine, eight and a half, somewhere in that range. And that's why I'm taking the Texans right now against the Colts at that number.
0: Would be Texans or nothing for me. Colts really haven't done anything this season to suggest that they should be laying 10 against anyone, really, no matter where the game is being played either. We'll see how they do against the Ravens tonight. Of course, maybe we change our tune if they uh, end up looking good against, you know, a very good opponent in Baltimore, a team that's certainly going to challenge what they do defensively and yeah Houston you know this is something that I've leaned on a little bit Uh, I remember going back to the summer talking to Aaron Reese who covers the Texans for us here at The Athletic and he was obviously not exactly picking them to go to the playoffs or anything like that but he uh, made a point to me that has stuck with me saying that there he felt they weren't going to be as bad as everyone was projecting them to be because of all the veterans that are on that team it really is a team especially on the offensive side that is just stacked with veterans really at every position and so from a NFL institutional knowledge, from an understanding how to take care of their bodies, from those sorts of standpoints, he thought that they could be better than people expected, and better meaning that you know they win four or five games rather than two or three, like a lot of people were thinking was going to be the case for them to start the year. That's going to be our first pick in week six on the record here on Best on the Board, Texans plus 10 against the Colts. I am also going to a road dog for my first pick. In fact, I believe all four of our picks, we are backing road teams. I like the Chargers at the Ravens. Again, the team that is on the other side of this Monday night game here tonight, the uh, Baltimore Ravens. So we'll see how things shake out for them. Uh, But three and a half for the Chargers, uh, catching three and a half on the road. Uh, I think it's a fair line, certainly. I don't think that this is that I'm suddenly getting this amazing value on the Chargers. I think it makes sense where this number is set, but... I really like this Chargers team. I think we all really like this Chargers team. Opening some eyes, and you just look up and down what they've done this season. The games that they've won, the style by which they've won some of these games, the teams they have defeated – Beating Cleveland, a very good team yesterday, beating Kansas City a couple of weeks ago. We know that team's got some defensive issues, but that is still a very good Kansas City team that they took down. Their only loss coming to a Dallas team that looks like it is really going to be in the mix for, um, you know, certainly the NFC East and maybe as a Super Bowl contender as well. Like the Chargers have played a tough schedule to this point of the season, and they have played it. Very, very well going 4-1. and So 3.5, it's really about the hook here for me. I just feel like if this were 3, maybe I'm staying away. But I have plenty of confidence six days out from this game, especially with the Ravens playing on a short week, that the Chargers can keep this as a field goal game. And I maybe even like them outright to win it. I just think that we need to be taking the Chargers seriously as what, to it? maybe one of the five best teams in the NFL? I think that's probably pretty comfortable for them. You throw Buffalo in there, you throw Tampa in there. Maybe you still want to keep Kansas City in there. You know, Obviously, uh, the exact makeup of your top five is going to be different when you talk to people, but I think the Chargers definitely deserve to be part of that group, and so I think getting three-and-a-half points against a quality opponent in Baltimore on the road uh, feels like fair value to me. I'm going to go ahead and back the Chargers here. Any early lean for you on this one?
1: The Chargers are a team in my pool I'll definitely be taking because I think a lot of people will lean towards the Ravens. They're like, oh, Ravens at home, I'll pick that. But I think there's going to be good game theory play on the Chargers this week in your NFL pools. And then at the same time, like the Chargers, the Chiefs were able to score against the Ravens. So, And I'm kind of looking at the Chargers offense with Justin Herbert kind of the same way. So I kind of see this as like a back-and-forth game, and I kind of see the Chargers being able to outscore the Ravens
0: in this one. Ravens have had some defensive issues. You mentioned the the Chiefs game that actually ended up winning, but they gave up 35 points. The Raiders really got up and down the field against the Ravens as well. So it'll be interesting to see what they do against a much slower paced and deliberate offense in Indianapolis uh, tonight. But that's not going to be what the Chargers are bringing to bear against them next week. So Chargers plus three and a half. That is my first Early play for Week Six. Uh, for now, we uh, bump DeWitt out to wit. Don't go too far. We'll have you back in in a second, and we bring on Jason Scott from Bet MGM, lead trader at Bet MGM. Jason, thanks for joining us on Best on the Board. How are you doing today?
2: Thanks for having me, Michael. I'm well. A little battered around yesterday. The the betters beat us, but. Uh... We'll fight back.
0: Yeah, I've got a feeling you guys will do okay in the long run for sure. Um, let's uh, let's talk about some of these games that Andrew and I were just talking about. Let's start with that Texans and Colts game. As he said, it was at 10.5 when it opened up. It's bumped down half a point at your shop to 10. How did you guys come to that line that you opened it at 10.5? At
2: yeah, look, you've picked the two hardest games. Well, I Traditionally, the two hardest games of the teams will go up on a Sunday, the teams that play on a Monday night. A little bit different this week with some of the injuries to some of the key players, and in the Giants' case, the whole team. Um, so there's a little bit of guesswork. Uh, when we went up 10.5, as you guys mentioned, they, they were very keen to take the hook. Wasn't a great deal of money for it, but it was, it was smart people. we uh, Smart players. A lot a lot will depend on what happens tonight, certainly injuries and performance in the. Um, in the Ravens cults here, but we've sort of we've been guided by those that are sharp, wanting to be. We can, we've barely written the name of the uh, cults.
0: Yeah, that uh, not a surprise. I can't see too many people wanting to lay that ten or ten and a half before even seeing what they do tonight against the Ravens. And as Andrew was pointing out, uh, Houston really, you know, they, they were a very competitive team and probably uh, feel like they should have won that game against the Patriots uh, last uh, or yesterday. So feeling uh, comfortable with them getting that many points against the Colts. The game that I brought up, Chargers and Ravens. Same question for you here. I mean, how are you handling a team like the Chargers right now, sitting at four? one really impressive wins as we've mentioned uh, how are we how are they getting treated in the market and really by you guys right
2: now look the Chargers are without doubt one of the punters favorites this year i think justin herbert seems to have a, a big following mm-hmm. um that the, the two la teams Chargers and rams go around a loser for us every time uh we want to we want to baker and the baker and the brown just so you get over mm-hmm. the Chargers. Uh, again it's another one. I mean, no team in the NR- in the NFL is more dependent on one player than the Ravens. So if something's to happen to Lamar tonight, you know, the Chargers could start favorite.
0: Yeah, what do you look for in this game tonight? Anything other than a obviously some, some something seismic like a Lamar injury would obviously, yeah. you know, change things significantly, but is there anything else in Ravens and Colts that could have you tweaking this without, you know, seeing where the action goes?
2: Yeah, look, I mean, if if the Colts were to win, it certainly would change. But one thing we, we, we've we known over, over many years of data, the NFL, you can't react too much on the last week. Mm-hmm. You know, players move, players change, mental mental positions change. Um, it's not a game where we're seeing consistency week in, week out. You know, who would, who would have thought that the, the Lions could have nearly beaten the Vikings yesterday?
0: Mm-hmm want to ask you about one more game that we've got coming up in week six. It's Bills and Titans. Uh, Bills are, at last check, four-and-a-half-point favorites in Tennessee coming off that huge win and a game that, frankly, they were in control of start to finish. Uh, Gun-to-gun, they were totally in control of this game against the Chiefs in week five. Now they go to Tennessee in week six, four-and-a-half-point favorites. How did you ultimately land on that number?
2: Well, look, you, you start and you realize the Bills have to be favorite. Now, what, what, what we're trying to work out is, is there were they up for last night's game against against the Chiefs, and will there be some sort of come down fight factor? The Titans are always a consistent team. You know what you're going to get. AJ Brown obviously back and giving them a target down the field helped yesterday. I don't know. I think Julio half a chance to play next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bills seem to get out reasonably unscathed with injuries last night. Sort of four and a half set that in the middle line, isn't it? We're, we're well away from the, the key numbers three and seven, and we'll see which way it goes the punters want to tell us. So I think, yeah. uh, to be honest, we almost took the coward's way out here starting at four and a half.
0: That's <laughs> uh, always uh, always one of those that jumps out of you anytime you see that four and a half. Any early action? Any interesting before we let you go? Anything early on in these first, what, 14-ish hours since uh, we've seen those first Sunday games? Anything that, that has caught your eye?
2: The two best back teams with us are Pittsburgh with Big Ben, obviously, with Russell being out. for mm-hmm. Seattle and there's a lot of people every week. The team playing the Jags, but I think that their <laughs> last one was Week One last year. The Dolphins have been three to three and a half, and in terms of dollars dollars spent, it's it's been our biggest.
0: Yeah, it's something to keep our eye on. Certainly, that that uh, that game between uh, Seattle and Pittsburgh. Not exactly what uh, the schedulers were expecting for Sunday night football when they set that one months and months ago. But uh, just one of the many games that we'll be keeping our eye on all week. That's Jason Scott from BetMGM. Jason, thanks again for being with us on Best on the Board. Thank you for having me, Michael. All right, DeWitt. A couple of more picks from each of us here. We're gonna start with you. Just talked about it with Jason. He said they maybe took a little bit of a coward's way out, setting Bills at four and a half point favorites in Tennessee against the Titans. Where are you at on this one?
1: I'm taking the Bills because they look like one like the Chargers. They look like one of the best teams in football. Maybe the best team. I mean, that game last night was impressive. Um, you know, I think the Chiefs have huge issues. They they look like the team. They may be the scariest number seven seed in NFL history. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've only had like two years. We've only had numbers, two.
0: We've only had two probably. number seven seeds in NFL history. Like we, will we'll circle back to that one later. They're on. definitely. I I agree. The Chiefs are scarier than the twenty twenty Chicago Bears. So I agree with you on that for sure. There you go. <laughs> um. All right. So here's here
1: here's where I'm taking. Here's my thoughts on the Titans, and then we'll circle back to the Bills. Okay. The Titans defense is not good, right? No. This team is not built to come from behind, correct? This team is a get the lead, pound the ball, run the ball. If Ryan Tannehill has to make a throw, he can definitely do it. I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill is not a great quarterback. I think he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. I just don't think this team – this is a bad matchup for the Titans just because of how they're built. Because I understand – like Josh Allen and the Bills offense is going to score against this defense, no doubt about Mm -hmm. it. And we saw that yesterday. Trevor Lawrence, I, I watched part of that game yesterday. He he looked really good at parts of that game yesterday. By far Trevor Lawrence's best game is how he looked, and he looked comfortable. He didn't look like he was getting rushed out of the pocket. He just looked like he knew what he was doing against this Titans defense. So I'm just I just think and then last week, I mean, Michael said, Hey, we don't want to go look at previous results too much in the NFL, but they lost the Jets. Let's we'll just point that out. <laughs> um, and, and then you know, another thing is like home field. Some people will be like, Oh, the Titans are at home. You know, it's a a Bills back-to-back travel week, all this weird stuff. They got back late, you know, early in the morning on Monday, probably the day off today. I mean, I'm not worried about that at all. It's a Monday night game. They have plenty of time to travel. You know, they'll get into Nashville. Hopefully they stay out of trouble. But, I honestly, I don't think home field matters that much in the NFL right now, even with the fans. So, you know, I just think – and then you look at the Tennessee's wins. They have wins against the Jaguars, Colts, and Seahawks. I'll give you credit. The Seahawks win is great. (laughs) But the Jaguars and Colts are definitely one of the – bottom 10 teams of the league so that's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm going I think this line should be closer to six and a half seven like Michael said they didn't know where to set this line because they were Jason. they were concerned about the Titans or Jason but like they just don't know where to go about this one so here that's where my thoughts are the Bills are just one of the best teams and I'm going to take them on the road At, just like last night they were three-point favorites lot or three-point underdogs last mm-hmm. night I have no problem taking the Bills on the road
0: Look, I'll say this, if, you know, the point of us getting together on these Mondays and talking about early lines is because we want to get in before these line before the sides that we like are a few points, you know, more in their favor, right? You want to get in on the bills before this becomes five and a half or six and a half. And th- th- that, like that's the only way this line is going, right? There's no way that you're buying this at four and a half and five days from now you're going to be like, oh man, I, if I waited, look, it's three and a half now. Like there's just, there is almost no way that that happens, So it definitely is, as of Monday, right? This has to be Bills or Nothing. It just has to be Bills or Nothing right now. And I agree with you, like, this is one of those games that just has the feeling of how is Tennessee possibly going to keep up? How are, How is it? Because they're, they're not going to – it would take a confluence of unlikely events for them to keep the Bills south of – give them a little bit of credit and say even like 27 points, right? And they could do it, right? They, they totally control the game with Derrick Henry. They make it a game of, you know, as few possessions as possible. Derrick Henry has a great game. They're holding the ball for seven, eight, nine minutes on their scoring possessions. Like that's the formula for the Titans. And they could do that. It just feels incredibly unlikely. And even that coming to, you know, being the eventuality doesn't foreclose on the bills, just doing their thing offensively as well. And so it just, it adds up in such a way that it's hard to believe that the Titans can keep this, you know, within the four and a half within the number. Definitely would take a lot of things going their way, and it could happen, but definitely not something you want to bet on, at least not at four and a half. Uh, This definitely has the feeling of something that if you like the Titans, let it roll for a couple of days because you're probably going to get five and a half or six and a half or maybe even a full touchdown by the time we're really talking about this game kicking off on Sunday. I've got one more pick for us here, and it is a team that I've been riding all season. I am not going to stop this week. Dallas Cowboys. 5 and 0 against the spread on the season, 4 and 1 in the actual record. That one loss we all remember way back in week 1 against the Patriots. or against the Tom Brady man. He keeps screwing with my mind. I still like insta think Patriots. Against the Buccaneers uh, in week 1, a game that they were that close to winning as well. I love this Cowboys team. I, You know, you and I were sitting here a week ago and I said that I really like them on the minus seven and that even though the Giants aren't an impressive team to take down, that ultimately people are going to have to be saying that this Cowboys team is a Super Bowl contender. And I mean, they just handled the, the Giants with total ease in that game. And this is just, I mean, this offense, this offense ain't going to stop. I mean, this Dallas offense can do it in so many ways. We saw the big game from uh, CeeDee Lamb yesterday. Amari Cooper had a touchdown, but didn't do a ton. Dalton Schultz still getting significantly involved. Big games out of both Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. This offense can go. And the Patriots defense, sure, it's fine, but it is nowhere near at the level that the Cowboys offense is by far the best unit in this game is Dallas's offense. I don't really care where it is. As you said, home field has been overrated in the NFL for a few years now, and that's been true this season. I know coming into week five that underdogs straight up, underdogs had more, or not, excuse me, road teams, more wins, right, than home teams this season period. And I I haven't taken a a look at the uh, updated numbers after week five, but that just goes to show you that home field is a little bit overrated. Bottom line, Cowboys comfortably, comfortably, without question, the better team in this game. I love them cruising past that three and a half. Any lean for you here?
1: I don't really have a lean here uh, specifically. I mean, I agree with you. that The Cowboys are one of the better teams. I think, you know, New England definitely had a little bit of that Tom Brady, you know, rematch hangover against the te- Texans this week. So I'm kind of, you know, they might be refocused a little bit more this week. Um, and, you know, Bill Belichick can deny all he wants that he didn't care about that game, but he cared a lot about that game. Give so, me a break, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. He prepared more <laughs> for that game than he ever has. So, um, you know, I, I just see the Patriots, you know, they're they're one and four. They're not a very good football team, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, yeah they probably i think i think bet mgm probably put the hook in there just to avoid people betting the cowboys at that key three number right away and i think you know i think this one gets bet up too so if you like the patriots at home to bounce back like you said you know on some other games don't don't bet the patriots right now on this one i think this one will probably creep up to what four four and a half um but we're starting to see less line movement right now in the nfl we know more about these teams we're going into week six so You know, there's a lot less line movement going on right now than there were early, early in the season, you know, specifically early in the week when we were talking about these games. But that being said, we still see a lot of movement on Sunday to Monday morning because, you know, three or four games that we were talking about last night moved already. So.
0: Yeah, the uh, Patriots' one win that you referenced came against the Jets, They are their, their first win of the season. Then, of course, yesterday they beat uh, the Texans. Those are the only two games in which they've scored more than 20 points. That game against the Texans yesterday uh, was one where they needed that just bizarre blocked punt to get beyond the 20 points. Like, this is just not an offense, so you really have to think that they're going to be able to keep Dallas in the 20-ish point range if they are somehow going to stay within three and a half and – I just don't see it. I really don't see that being the case now with the way that this Dallas offense is rolling this season. Love the Cowboys laying three and a half in New England this week. That's going to do it for this episode of Best on the Board. Thank you for joining us here as always. And big thanks to Jason Scott from BetMGM for joining us and talking about that process for setting these lines over the last 12, 14, 16 hours since we've been getting week five results for Andrew DeWitt. I am Michael Beller, best on the board back with you on Thursday, me, Dan Santaramita and Ari Wasserman taking a look at the week seven college football lines. You have got anything going in Colts and Ravens, whether it's betting, whether it's fantasy, whatever it might be, whatever you need. We hope that you get it. Good luck. We'll talk to you soon.